Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, and I have returned from a very brief absence. And I am joined by my co-host, Jason. Derulo. <laughs> I was just thinking what would happen if I didn't answer right away. I'm just gonna that's why I envision who's here if you're not talking. Yeah. Jason Shear up in here. Don't worry. It was very lonely without you last night, Shelby. I know. I listened to your podcast this morning. I was under Thank my covers crying while podcasting. Very depressing. I mean, you didn't sound like you were crying, so. That might be a little a bit of an exaggeration. So I'm a liar, but whatever. Thank you for the shout outs for Founders Day. It was a great day in Marana. So we had fun. And we are here today to talk about Arizona's game tomorrow against TCU. Um, just starting everything off. This is a unique matchup for Arizona. Is there any Pac-12 teams it reminds you of? Yeah, so I asked the players, I asked Jack Murphy, the Arizona assistant. I looked myself. I guess the closest matchup would be USC with the way that they defend. UCLA defends in a somewhat similar manner. They're both physical teams, I guess. Uh, UCLA is way more unique than TCU offensively. The offenses are completely different. Um, There's differences offensively and defensively in what TCU does. I'm actually not sure that Arizona's faced a team like TCU all season, because not only is it physical, they run a lot of pick and roll. They pressure the ball a lot more than uh, any team that Arizona's faced this year. It is a, it is a very unique matchup for sure. It's, it's very different. That's why it's hard to kind of get a great feel for it as far as I'm concerned. Defense and rebounding is all TCU talked about today at the media session. Is it safe to say that those are keys to the game? Yeah, those are the two keys to the game. Jamie Dixon flat out said it. He said, I told the team, if we get out rebounded tomorrow, we lost the game. Like they they will not, and, and he's right. They will not beat Arizona if rebounding is close or if they lose it. It's just not going to happen. They are the number one offensive rebounding team in the nation and they are one of the top uh, defensive rebounding teams in the big 12 which is a good rebounding conference that is their bread and butter um in, in defense they are 15th in Ken Palm they are a slow you down um you know possession length and offense 310 they slow you down they rebound and they defend their butts off they pressure guards a lot more than any team like I said that Arizona has faced if they don't have a strong defensive game, if their defense doesn't show up in any way, shape, or form, or if Arizona can compete with them and slow down their offensive rebounding, um, they're in for a long night. It is something that 
Arizona emphasized, Tommy Lloyd emphasized, Murph, Jamie Dixon, the five TCU players at the podium. Um, you know, if we could simplify this game as much as possible, it is quite clear uh, that it is rebounding and defense for TCU. I think it's a little bit more than that for Arizona, but for TCU, if they don't rebound and play one of their better defensive games of the year, uh, I just don't see how they win this game. What individual matchup are you most intrigued by? <laughs> you already know my answer. It's every I matchup involving Terry. <laughs> exactly. But, it's always down to Dalen. Right. So what's going to be interesting is Arizona actually has some choices to make. Mike Miles is TCU's best player, but he's also 6'2 and a guard. Um, and they, it, it's a difficult matchup for Dalen because of the size differential. He can do it. But the problem is that Mike Miles is kind of a guy that's going to get his no matter what. It may not be efficient, but it's going to, he's going to get his. So for me, um, what I would do if I was Arizona, and I have a feeling they're going to do it, is I would put Dalen Terry on Damian Ball because Damian Ball is, uh, you know, top 100 in assist rate. Uh, it, it gets to the line at a high rate. And when he is playing well, TCU becomes very difficult to beat. Miles is probably going to play well. Generally speaking, he, he does. I mean, he's one of the top possession guys in the nation, assist rate, gets to the line. He's just a strong player. But Damon Ball is kind of that, that significant contributor that people don't really talk about on that team. There's other guys that get attention on that team. But he's the type of guy that when he's playing well, all of a sudden TCU is uh, – it's a lot more difficult to guard. And so, like, even if you take – you know, that Seaton Hall game, even though Seaton Hall played like crap, he had 14 points. He made both his threes, six assists, five rebounds. It was fantastic, right? And, and you know, the Kansas loss um, in the week before the Big 12 tournament, he only had seven points. When they beat Texas, he had 17 points. When they lost to Texas, he had seven points. You see where I'm going with this. When he plays well, generally speaking, um, they don't lose. Has there been games – when he has played well and they've lost, yeah, of course. I mean, that's inevitable. But he's the guy where if I'm Arizona, I'm actually focusing on him quite a bit because if Dalen Terry can take him out of the element, um, you know, he's not a jump shooter. If they can take if Dalen can take him off and take him out of his element and, and lower his assist rate and, and make things really difficult for him, uh, TCU's offense takes a big hit because of it. Um, the other matchup I'm picking two is uh, Azulis Tubelas versus Emmanuel Miller. That matchup scares the crap out of me. Emmanuel Miller, it, it's really interesting. Emmanuel Miller is 6'7", 215 pounds. Uh, he's super athletic. He's a very good defender, but he's giving up four inches and 30 pounds to Tubelas, or so 30 or so, whatever, uh, pounds to Tubelas. He can't guard him. I'm not sure Tubelas can guard Emmanuel Miller uh, because Emmanuel Miller is the more athletic, quicker player. His blocks, a lot of shots. He offensive rebounds like a madman, top, you know, 150 in offensive rebounding. Does Arizona match him with Pella Larson? Do they take their chances with Zoo? Um, it is, there's a lot of personnel decisions that Tommy Lloyd has to make in this game because there's a few mismatches, but it's also the same thing for Jamie Dixon. Um, Emmanuel Miller is going to be in the game, but like I said, as good as he is defensively, um, there's only so much he can do physically against a guy like Azulis Tabellis. We talk about a uh, path to upset upsets around here a lot. Is there a path for TCU? Absolutely. You know, in Wright State, there wasn't. I mean, it, it's just that that was 
Wright State could have played the perfect game and they weren't going to win that game. Uh, there's absolutely a path to victory here for TCU. Uh, number one is offensive rebounding, which we discussed earlier. It, TCU has to win the class and then they have to win it by more than one or two rebounds. They have to control the defensive and offensive glass. Um, they have to get back in transition and not let Arizona dictate the tempo. If Arizona dictates the tempo of the game, TCU's already lost. And to TCU's credit, um, you know, they haven't let many teams dictate the tempo uh, this year. And number three is TCU, um, they turn the ball over a lot, but so does Arizona. And if their path to victory is going to happen, um, you know, they have to take care of the ball. But for me, it, it comes down to rebounding. If Arizona loses this game, it is very likely because it didn't win the battle on the glass and it turned the ball over um, too much. I mean, to me, that's just kind of where it is. And um, if they can kind of push Arizona around a little bit, make the game physical, uh, I, I do think that TCU, although it's not a big chance, uh, I do think TCU has a slight chance to come up with this upset. On the flip side of that, uh, for Arizona to win this game, what is it they're going to have to do? Uh, I kind of feel like a broken record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same look, old stuff. If TCU does an offensive rebound this game, uh, they're not winning. It's just, it's literally not going to happen. Um, if Arizona, and, and I'm, I'm really curious to see what Arizona does. If I'm Arizona, I'm playing a very similar style to what they did last time against Colorado um, in, in the meeting where, you know, Colorado hit 100 threes. Because if TCU is going to shoot threes. Now keep in mind, TCU is 315th in the nation in threes on Ken Palm, right? And Colorado, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I don't believe it was that low, uh, but TCU was 315, Colorado was 39. So Colorado was a good three-point shooting team. If I'm Arizona, I'm, I'm sagging everyone off. I'm, I'm putting four guys in the lane. I'm having Coloco and Umar Balo in the game sitting on the rim. Because what that does is, A, you're forcing a non-three-point shooting team to shoot threes. Well, West Virginia, I believe, was the team that did that. And they went like, TC went like four of 27 from three. Like, it was, it was disgusting, and they lost. Um, if TCU is going to beat you by three points, so be it. If you're Arizona, you clog the lane, you take away the two-point bucket against a team that isn't a good two-point shooting team, and you try to dominate and control the glass. Uh, if Arizona controls the glass and if it takes care of the ball, it's going to win the game. And there's one more thing I want to point out. TCU has had games where they turn the ball over 20, 22 times. If they're turning the ball over 20 times, Arizona has to get out in transition because those live ball turnovers, TCU is actually one of the worst teams in the country when it comes to live ball turnovers. If they have live ball turnovers, I mean, they're 336 in the nation in turnover percentage. It's wild. If they have live ball turnovers, um, Arizona has to take advantage. I mean, they, they get the ball stolen a lot. Their guards are a little reckless with the ball, even though they're strong. I assume that Arizona is going to have major guard pressure and try to force turnovers. Uh, if TCU is turning the ball over and Arizona is able to get out in transition, it becomes really difficult for TCU to win this basketball game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can you imagine what's going to happen when we steal the ball from them and Coloco just does the monster dunk and then we get, we know they get the ball back. We do another fast break transition. And then like, let's say Azulis does it on them. Like, have they faced a team this year that just will absolutely demoralize them? Yeah, and like, it, it's going to be amazing. Well, like Jamie Dixon said it too. Like I said that Arizona hadn't seen a team like TCU and Dixon said, and, and I love Jamie Dixon. He said, no, we haven't seen a team like Arizona too. Like our guys may say they're like Kansas because Kansas is good, but Arizona's not like Kansas. Um, nope. Arizona is, I don't want to even say that Arizona is better than Kansas, but I think they are, but they're different. I mean, the average height on Kansas is 147th in the nation. Uh, TCU in the big 12, you don't face teams as big as Arizona with that lineup. And, and Dixon said it, that lineup with Coloco and Balo, they've never seen anything that resembles that lineup. And not only that, when you look at the big 12, the offenses are trash and Dixon said it too. He's like, we're the big East basically where we defend, you rebound, you play hard. And, you know, but the def- the offenses isn't there. Texas Tech doesn't have – there's a difference between, like, a, an explosive offense and an efficient offense. Baylor has an efficient offense. Kansas has an efficient offense. Arizona has an explosive offense where, before you know it, they just put you on a 20-2 to two run. TCU, to me, is not built to come from behind. And I said it about, like, USC, for instance. And, again, TCU is clearly better than USC. But when you get these slow-it-down teams, if you build a lead – it is really hard for those teams to make enough stops to be able to come back because they have to play at a pace that they're not used to. So Arizona is by far the biggest team, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming off the top of my head, by far the biggest team that TCU has seen all year. And by far, in my opinion, at least, um, you know, the best offensive team that TCU has faced all year. And even if you look at their out of conference, I mean, look, they lost to Santa Clara. Santa Clara shot like 60%, but they let up 83 points to Santa Clara. They let up, uh, you know, they, they played Utah. Their out-of-conference was not good whatsoever. But, you know, if you score in the 70s on them, you've won. Uh, you know, the only team I'm, I'm looking at their wins, they scored 74 on Kansas, but Kansas scored 64, right? If, if you score in the 70s, you're going to win. When you take a look at the games that they've lost, Pretty much all those teams, except Iowa State, they lost a 54-51 to 51 game, which might be the worst game uh, ever invented. But um, they, they're just the type of team where, yeah, you're right, Shelby. They haven't seen – Arizona hasn't seen a team like them, and they haven't seen a team that's anything like Arizona. And I'm going off script again. Um, is there any update on Kirkrisa? Do we think he's going to play some minutes? Um, uh, you know, sometimes you can't say stuff. Oh, interesting. I was wondering why his name didn't come up at all in this whole podcast. So we'll see how he feels when he wakes up, Shelby. Oh, okay. Thank you, Jason, for that hint. Uh, Anyway, how much he plays? I don't know. Yeah, it will. I wouldn't. I don't. And I don't know. Look, he might play one minute. I don't know. I just don't see a scenario. I I think it's very difficult. He was dying to play uh, against Wright State. Um, but he's a guy where it's just going to be super dip. Like he's going to try to check himself in and, and you almost have to say, you know what, let's go out there. Uh, oh my God. The we almost people. made it. We almost made it through the entire podcast, but, uh, <laughs> Bianca. she likes Kirk Risa. What are you going to do? Oh, she does. She um, does. 
But, you know, even if they play him two minutes and say, hey, hey, how do you feel? I think they have to. I just think they have to give him a few minutes to see how he feels. And if he's not up for it, he's not up for it. But let's say it's a tough game and all that. To go an entire game and keep him on the bench, to me, just doesn't make a lot of sense. you got to at least give him a shot. All right. To be determined is the answer is what we're going to find out. Well, um, what's your prediction, Jason? Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not torn. I think Arizona is going to win. I'm torn on what type of game it is because TCU's weaknesses play to Arizona's strengths. They do not shoot the three. And I've been of the belief all season that in order to beat Arizona, you have to be able to shoot the three, at least for that game. Does that mean that TCU knowing Arizona, that TCU isn't going to come out and hit 15 threes tomorrow? No. You know, it's Arizona. Just get used to it. But uh, they don't do And they turn the ball over. The teams that beat Arizona generally take care of the ball. Now, teams like TCU could play differently than they normally do. Maybe they take care of the ball. Maybe they, uh, you know, shoot threes and all that. But when you look at TCU and the type of team that can beat Arizona, TCU is just not it. And because of that, a part of me thinks it's going to be like a 15-point win for Arizona. Um, I want to pick in like 79 to 69, but I do think it has legitimate blowout potential. Um, I'm a little tempted. I, I, it's hard to blow out teams this type of year. And I think TCU is a very well-coached, tough team. So a close game wouldn't surprise me either. It's just that every time I look at TCU, I come back to the fact that their weaknesses line up right with Arizona's strengths. I also think that Arizona feels like they might have a little to prove from the last game, which is how shaky it was at first. I think they're going to come out very focused. And, you know, if they know what TCU's weaknesses are, I do agree that this also has a high potential to be, um, I'm going to say like major, like we're in a, you know, 20 plus or anything, but, and definitely not in the nineties guys. Sorry, but I was thinking um, probably 83 71 is probably where I'm going to land. If they score 83 points on TCU, I'm not going to say every time I say this, they do. If they score 83 points on TCU, the rest of the country continues to be on notice. Because I hope so. They better be. Um, And here's the thing, too. I also want to point out, especially after the Seaton Hall game, the vibe I got from TCU is very, very confident, which is good, I suppose. But I think confident. I think Arizona notices that and it's bordering on like, yeah, we're cocky because all they did was kept mentioning how they beat Kansas and Baylor this year, not mentioning that Kansas also won by double digits one game. And so did Baylor. Like it's like UCLA saying, Oh, we beat Arizona once this year. It's like, yeah, but you lost the other two. Right. And so um, I think it it is very noticed by Arizona that, uh, that this happened. Well, my favorite part of thinking, I just love thinking about behind the scenes. Like we know Kirkisa, as I like to say, is sassy. And he is like waving a flag in front of a bull at this point. It's very motivating. And I think Arizona plays its best when they are a little bit chip on the shoulder, humble. I think the football team is the same way. I never want Arizona to feel like being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, as we all know, is a curse for Arizona. Like just never can live up to that potential. In 97, when that team won, they were the underdogs. Clearly, they were the underdogs. And Arizona, when they have a challenge and they can rise to an expectation, it's so much better. 
So I'm looking forward to that. I like the TCO thinks that they're hot shit. Okay. We'll see what happens. You've never played Arizona before, dude. So we'll find out. You're so professional. Thank you. <laughs> I had, I've had a really long day of being super duper, very nice to everyone. And I, I love being nice to everyone, but you know, that pisses me off TCU. Oh, well, We're going to find well. out tomorrow. I'm also curious, uh, Tommy Lloyd called out the fans. I think people think it's insulting. He's not trying to be insulting. He's trying to say, we need you more than ever. Uh, I have a feeling tomorrow is going to be pretty rowdy from an Arizona perspective. Ooh, nice. We'll see, we'll see I like Arizona, that. We'll see how Arizona Like, like extra rowdy versions of Arizona fans who are always usually rowdy. Well, it was just so stupid last game that, you know, you have to empty the whole arena in between sessions. Well, if the game before that ends late, it doesn't matter. The other game starting on time. And so when the tip of Arizona right state happened, the arena was like 15% full and it was just stupid. Like it was dumb. Like they should have pushed it back 20 minutes and let fans. And, and Tommy was right. He said, look, you know, these fans spend stupid amount of money and then they're missing the first 15 minutes of the game. And then when they got in there, it just felt weird. Um, the good thing is you can get in whenever you want tomorrow. Like you should get there early because it's just one session. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I missed being able to talk about this, but um, I just want to point out, this is like old news, but Kentucky, I was at an event when all everyone started telling me Kentucky lost. I just wanted to, I know. I just saw the alert come through on our phone or on my phone anyway. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Aren't peacocks in real life, like super mean. They actually are. They're not very nice. They're bond. They're usually a bonded pair, the male, the female, and they're pretty nasty. I don't. You've ever ever been to the Reed Park Zoo? There's like those peacocks that walk around. I know so many people who are terrified of them because they do get up to you, and when they get threatened, they will charge at you. Basically, and you know what? Ostriches do that too, though. Not like you have that much experience with an ostrich, but I've been bitten by one before, so I learned that the hard way. Sometimes cocks can be wild. Yeah. That, thank you. You just were waiting to say that, I'm sure. Never. Anyway, thank you, Shelby, for calling in. Thank you. Yep. Thank joining. you. Anytime, honey. Thank you, love. So with that being said, we'll do another one tomorrow night. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Very we'll find out if it's good. We'll maybe. find out. If it's good. We'll, we'll find see. out. We'll okay. See. All right. Well, have a good night in... San Diego. I'm gonna go hang out. I'm gonna try to get into SeaWorld. Okay, bear down. I'm, I'm actually gonna go to the San Diego Zoo and go play with the peacocks. Nice. Just don't uh wave a red flag at them. Good night, honey. Bye. Bear down. By the way, speaking of angry peacocks, uh, if a wildcat faced a horned frog, who would win in real life? Um, a wildcat for sure. Exactly. Exactly, Shelby. Boom. Although, frog the pirate last game. So, whatever. Huh, interesting. Frogs are usually poisonous, though. True. Good night, everyone. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. 
The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.